and welcome back to Sapphic Survival Guide, where we are happy to be queer to answer your questions. I'm Gina. And I'm Cheyenne. And class is now in session. Today, we are taking a lovely, tropical, extravagant, luxurious trip through the journey that is the honeymoon phase of a relationship. Um, I'm a big fan of the honeymoon phase, but I feel like this means a lot of different things to different people, mm, which is evident what is it in mean our to you? questions. I look at the honeymoon phase as a good thing, although I don't think everyone does. So I would say like the honeymoon phase is the beginning part of a relationship. Let's go under healthy terms. So, you know, we're not going to go to like mm-hmm. the toxic route just yet, although we can later on, but in good terms, it's the beginning of a relationship where you're you're like hypercharged to each other and magneticized and you like can't get enough of them. And I don't know if um, you've ever seen the movie It Takes Two, but Christy Allen is like, you know, that can eat, can't sleep over the stars, reach for the fence, mm-hmm. World Series kind of stuff. Yeah. And I think it's that it's that feeling where like when you first meet somebody or even if you've been hanging out for like a while, but like every time you leave, you're like giddy. And when they text you, your phone, like you know, you're on your phone, your, your whole face lights up. Like mm-hmm. that's all the honeymoon phase. And it's, it's a good thing for me, but it's very evident of like new relationship, good feels. Mm-hmm. I know in like the polyamorous community, it's referred to as new relationship energy. Um, and it's, yeah, just about feeling very like positive, attracted, very little conflict, if any, uh, butterflies, all of those things. So you're a big fan of the honeymoon phase. I feel like personally, like I, I have a love-hate relationship with the honeymoon phase because for me, it's like, there's a lot of uncertainty and what ifs and lack of like stability, I guess. And that brings me a lot of anxiety. So I feel like you have I'm to remember that, I'm a Scorpio Venus. That's true. Yeah. I'm a cancer Venus. So I like want to be like, just like in love, like in a relationship. And I do like that part and definitely in past relationships when the honeymoon phase ends, I have been like over it and then maybe just kind of stuck around for too long. Uh, mm. But so it's like, I wanted to go back to that. And I know that's like a common thing, but you actively have to like work to maintain that intimacy and connection and devotion and excitement it's not it's not just going to come naturally once you get used to it (laughs) well that's why I say there is like toxic versions I think of things where it is like chasing a high that's not good and like we will talk about like what happens after the honeymoon phase of course but I feel like if you're hyper focused on something your relationship used to be whether it's a honeymoon phase or like that one period of time where things were really good. No, no, no. Like you should still, you should be happy at any phase of your relationship. Mm -hmm. I think the honeymoon phase is more just like a blissful time, but it's, um, yeah, it's not supposed to be toxic or anything. Yeah. And I think sometimes it can be kind of boring once you're in the honeymoon out of, I guess, once you're out of the honeymoon phase and sometimes that's a good thing. Sometimes it's a bad thing. If it's a good thing, it's probably the right relationship for you because you are like stable and comfortable and it feels, you know what to expect and it feels good. And you don't feel like you're like lacking in anything. And sometimes it can be because of the person you're partnered with. Sometimes it can be because of you. Like it's, it's a you issue that you have to work through. It's not like, oh, this person's so boring. They need to entertain me. Like, it's like, why are you bored? Why are you chasing the highs and lows and toxicity or like, 
feeling like you need to like win someone over it's definitely can be positive to leave the honeymoon phase but I know like usually when people say like the honeymoon phase is over it's more of a negative thing yeah yeah and I think that is evident in some of the questions we've got like one question somebody asked is this a real thing I feel like there shouldn't be a point where everything just drops off and Mm -hmm. I would argue that that's not quite how it's not like one day you just wake up and you're like I don't don't even know if I like this person anymore like they were great before but um, I'll say this. I do believe that the honeymoon phase is somewhat of a real concept and it comes from like, I don't know all the science terms, but when you're mm-hmm. first in love, there is, chem- there are chemicals being released in your brain that feed off of each other. And that period of time. And I remember hearing this in like science class when I was younger or something mm-hmm. like that period of time of being in that, like young, your love is in like a young stage. Mm -hmm. typically lasts about two years and two months. Mm -hmm. And I remember hearing about this in school and them saying something like, um, like someone making a joke, like, well, you shouldn't get married or engaged to somebody unless you've been dating for two years and two months, because how Mm -hmm. do you know if it's actually somebody you love or just your brain chemicals going haywire? Mm -hmm. And like, I think that's true. And it's more of like, it it doesn't just drop off. I think that your relationship matures and you evolve into like how you were saying you like the stability and like the knowing that's what it evolves into. And it's a Mm -hmm. more solidified partnership rather than like this new person that I'm dating. And both of Mm. those phases are great places to be in. So it's not this like negative thing where it's like, oh, the honeymoon phase is over and now they're just old ball and chain. It's like, (laughs) no, now you actually get to really know that person Mm -hmm. and not just be like hyper fixated on every new fact you learn about them. Now Mm -hmm. you're aware of how they like their coffee and what their sneezes sound like and what they're going to act like when they're sick. And that's such a beautiful place. So it's not Mm -hmm. like, oh my gosh, the honeymoon moon phase is over. What do I do? You get to enjoy your life together. What do you mean? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, as you're talking, it kind of made me realize that the honeymoon phase is kind of moving from like being into this idealized version of what someone has like the potential to be versus being into or not being into who they actually are and how that yeah. plays into you and your life and the yeah. relationship in general. Yeah. So the other question that's around, like, how real is the honeymoon phase? This other person said, I feel like I catch on to problems pretty quickly, but maybe I'm BSing. So maybe that's referring to the fact that they're not in a honeymoon phase because they immediately see the red flags, but that Mm. doesn't mean that the honeymoon phase isn't real, but I didn't, I didn't totally know how to take that. I don't know if you interpreted it differently. I mean, I feel like you can see people's flaws or see things about the dynamic that don't mesh very well, but still be in a honeymoon phase. Like, I think that's just like, being perceptive and like getting to know someone and it's it's you're never going to like match up with someone perfectly and they like the end of the hot dog and you like the middle so you can share like (laughs) I don't know what that metaphor is but like I don't like there's always going to be like at least a yellow flag or something you don't like and it's I had a therapist tell me this in the past I don't know if I mentioned it on the podcast before but she was like your partner's flaw can you live with it or can you not if you can't live with it don't live with it like it's 
I, I don't know if that makes sense, but no, it does. You know, it's, some things it's, are going to be bigger deal deals to other people. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so I think this person is kind of saying like, oh, I'm never in the honeymoon phase because I catch on to the problems. And I don't know if that's just like being perceptive and getting to know someone and, you know, seeing yeah. like viewing them as a human, <laughs> just like plain point blank. Or if it's like, are you a little... I I don't want to always turn to the emotional, emotionally unavailable scapegoat, but I do think a lot of people are emotionally unavailable and don't realize that they are. So like, are you emotionally unavailable? Do you have avoidant attachment? Are you looking for something wrong with that other person? Because you don't want to get too close. You don't want to get to that next stage past that honeymoon phase where it becomes more comfortable, but you also become more vulnerable and you are seen more, more fully. And it's not like you have to have a crazy honeymoon phase in order to like have a successful relationship Mm -hmm. so like if you see red flags in somebody or yellow flags really and you're like that's Mm -hmm. fine but I'm not like over the moon obsessed with this person but I still really want to be their partner or whatever I think that's still okay like um somebody else said asked are there different types of honeymoon phases what if it never feels crazy in the beginning are we doomed? And we did say there's different types of honeymoon phases. So like that is going to look different. And that's why I say sometimes it's not healthy. So like if Mm -hmm. you have a honeymoon phase in the beginning where that person, like you can't even tear each other apart. So like they're being isolated, you're being isolated from like friends, family, Mm -hmm. and you like feel guilty, like not being around them. And they've become like your whole social life. That's probably not a great sign, but if you're not, you know how this person was like, if it never feels crazy in the beginning, that like a honeymoon phase might not be this wild obsessive thing that I think Mm -hmm. we're picturing but you just might be really into that person. And that doesn't mean it's not a honeymoon phase. Like, I think it's going to look different for every person and every relationship because Mm -hmm. I've had honeymoon phase look different for different people. Like I have had a toxic honeymoon phase where after it was over, that's when I started noticing the red flags. And I was like, huh. But Mm -hmm. with my girlfriend, like, when our, I feel like our honeymoon phase like just ended, but it's, I don't feel like that's a bad thing. I feel like we're so solidified in our partnership Mm -hmm. now. And so like, I look back on our honeymoon phase fondly, but it also was like, I hardly knew you then. Yeah. I was so obsessed with you and I, I hardly even knew anything about (laughs) you. Like I'm still obsessed with you, but now how long have you been with your partner? Just, it'll be three years and a couple months. Okay. Yeah. I, I was thinking about that. I was going to ask you that because I'm not sure if I'm still in two years and 10 months or two years and nine months. Okay. Like that. Okay. Yeah. I celebrate monthly. No, (laughs) no, that'd be weird. Who does that? Not me. Uh, No, we just don't. (laughs) No, I don't celebrate monthly. Um, (laughs) but I was just going to say, I don't know if I'm still in the honeymoon phase or not. I know I've been dating my girlfriend for a lot less time than you have. I think we're at like a year and three or four months now. Um, -hmm. so I don't, sometimes I'm like, I'm not in it anymore. Sometimes I'm like, I am, I just feel like happy and stable and in love and that hasn't lasted very long for me in the past or like I haven't felt this deeply in love with any of my past partners so it's hard to like measure because I think I was out of that honeymoon phase pretty quickly in past relationships and I haven't been here so I'm like am I out of it but I just love this person or am I still in it you know it's like it's hard to define um what would you say the signs of the honeymoon phase are for you 
Um, I think my best friend would say that the signs are that she has to hear about this person like <laughs> yes. incessantly yes. for hours and like things that don't matter. Like I would leave my girlfriend's house when we first started dating and I would call my best friend and I would be like, oh, she's just amazing. And she'd be like, what did she do? And I'd be like, she just like made me dinner. <laughs> It'd be like nothing. I'd be like, we just yeah. like sat around and watched a movie and what I'd be, we did like nothing, but I'd be like, mm-hmm. and I love her and like, yeah. and I hardly know her, but I swear I love her. And I, like, th- I think the signs are going to look different for everyone, mm-hmm. but it was, I think like, there's a different sense of like euphoria when you're just like, in this begin, it's like a puppy love where you're just like, mm-hmm. this person is amazing. I feel mm-hmm. good. And you're just like smiling for no reason. And then you start thinking about like things you can buy them or things you can do together. Yes. Things you want to tell them or stories you want to tell them. And it's just shows like you want to show them an <laughs> endless cycle of like, I'm going to continue to connect with this person because mm-hmm. it feels so good, but it's fun. And like, I know you had said you're at like a, like a year and some change and I'm like a little bit further. I, mm-hmm. I want to hear what your signs are as well. But like another question of like, how long does it last that we mm-hmm. got? I feel like it's all over the board. Like the signs are going to be different and how long it is going to be different. So even how you were saying, like how you feel you're in this like nice relationship and whatever, like that doesn't mean you're not in the honeymoon phase. Cause mm-hmm. I feel like there was the beginning when it was like new and exciting and there's different signs that happened in that phase. Yeah. And then we kind of like had us were settled into the honeymoon phase for a while, but we were still like kissing everywhere and like, couldn't yeah. like not be on top of each other. And it's <laughs> not that we're not that way now, but it's not as like ravenous for like lack of a better word and okay. like insatiable. It's like, now I just like her her like presence brings me comfort Mm -hmm. and it's more of like a quiet happiness than like a chemically imbalanced happiness it's it's pretty hard to explain what would you say are the signs like what would look for you or what so I was trying to find I've seen like this um like bell curve chart before that talks about like the beginning of the relationship, the honeymoon phase, and then like the different like phases. I was trying to find what the actual names were um, because I feel like what I've read in the past is that the honeymoon phase happens and then a kind of phase of like conflict happens. And then the conflict phase after that, you either work through the conflict and stay together or the conflict like breaks you up. And so like at the beginning of the relationship, obviously, like it's all like happy. And I mean, obviously not always, but it's if if you're in the honeymoon phase of someone, it's like happy and there's very little conflict and you're having all these idealized happy feelings. Uh, but I feel like once you start to hit that like conflict phase, which I feel like my partner and I have gone through because it was mostly brought on by like my anxious attachment and like feeling like everything I was going to do was going to make her like abandon me. And it was like I had to work mm-hmm. through that and like get more comfortable with the fact that she was going to stick around and be with me and wasn't just going to leave me because I broke her favorite mug on accident you know what I mean like it was like kind of working through that and I don't know in the world of relationship psychology if that's the exact definition but that's something I've read before and I know for me I have a lot of the same feelings that you have when I'm in the honeymoon phase I definitely 
get like the butterflies and I I do a lot of this is so gay of me to say but I do a lot of like yearning and like daydreaming Mm -hmm. and stuff and now I don't have to because like I'm living it but I feel like it's a lot of like idealization and projection and imagining and thinking about what ifs shit like that when that it's not necessarily relevant yeah. yeah exactly um and the person that asked what if it never feels crazy in the beginning are we doomed and I think I want to go back to that because I think that it's not necessarily supposed to make you feel crazy like it's supposed to feel good but I think sometimes like saying like crazy and love can be kind of taken out of context and it can be like right about being like on alert and anxious and high anxiety and needing to be around them because you know like you feel like you need to like remind them that you exist or whatever and I think sometimes we mistake the anxiety that we're feeling for a person for butterflies or for excitement and really it's because we don't feel like stable or safe with them or we're it it doesn't feel comfortable. So we're like feeling butterflies and feeling anxiety, but we're like, oh, we're anxious and we like this person, but it's really because they're not giving us the what we need yet or, and may not ever because it might not be a good fit. So I think like crazy and love and feeling crazy um, can be very misleading because I think it should feel exciting and it should feel fun, but it should feel comfortable at the same time. Right. Yeah. I think it's so interesting too, how you brought up this cycle of like, there's a honeymoon phase and then there's a conflict and then you like either whatever, because like, Mm -hmm. I don't feel that it's this black and white as like, you're in the honeymoon phase, you have a conflict and then you're out of the honeymoon phase. But I will say that like, in the first year that my girlfriend and I were dating, we really didn't fight much at all. And we're still not mm-hmm. people who like fight all the time. It's not like we Same. never have conflict, but it's not something that's it's more like you common. hurt my feelings. Can we talk about it? Yeah. We don't like get into like fights, but if you mm-hmm. look back at our relationship, the only like kind of fight that you could qualify that we got into was about like nine months in maybe Mm -hmm. 10 of our relationship. And like, um, that was definitely a point where I was, I had a lot of anxiety because I was like, we're not far enough in where she couldn't walk away unscathed Mm -hmm. right now and have it like really not affect her life at all. And what is like, who, you know, who is she to hang on to me? But I was just like hoping, well, like, well, I didn't think it was like enough to break up with me over, but like, we'll see. But now, like if we got into, some, if we got into a fight of that caliber today, mm-hmm. I wouldn't be like as ang- well, I don't know. We wouldn't get it. We wouldn't get into that same kind of fight, but like a conflict that level, I, it would be resolved totally different today. And I feel like we did get it resolved and move past it, which isn't mm-hmm. easy to do, but that's like a signifier of a healthy relationship. That's not just all that, you know, high intensity adrenaline of the beginning of new relationships. Mm-hmm. Like it's like, no, I actually want to figure out how to do life with you. And that comes right. with like conflict resolution. Yeah. And I think a lot of it is not knowing how to communicate with each other and not knowing what's going to trigger the other person and what's going to upset them or make them feel like, it's just like learning about how to communicate and what to communicate and 
what not to you know just like learning how to like navigate being in a relationship with that person without like hurting their feelings or like upsetting them or whatever and obviously you're not responsible for someone else's feelings and you can't like tiptoe around things but it like I am not going to say certain things to my girlfriend that I know are going to like hurt her feelings that might not have hurt a past partner's feelings or like she knows that like if I'm upset like she if she like leaves and goes somewhere like locks herself away like I'm gonna like that's gonna really like trigger me because I need like to be together and I can't handle like feeling abandoned in those moments um so I think we kind of learn to like navigate each other's insecurities and all that shit and I think that is what helps you get through the honeymoon phase and like get to the other side to a good healthy relationship especially if the person is willing to put in the effort I think that's like a big sign of like almost continuing the energy of the honeymoon phase into the rest of the relationship because if they're not willing to put in the effort or you're not willing to obviously it's not going to work out very well (laughs) right yeah Um, there's got to be that want to not just like want to be intimate with you physically but like in life mm -hmm. and emotionally and all that kind of stuff yeah which do you think this is another question that the honeymoon Mm -hmm. phase is lust or love it's hard to say because I wouldn't necessarily say it's love I'm leaning more towards the lust side because I do feel like it's more sexually charged but honestly I feel like it's more yearning which is more on the love side for me but it also can be lustful I think I guess it depends on the person but for me it's it's usually like a yearning and an idealizing and projecting and you know not necessarily seeing the full reality of the person yet because you're just seeing their best foot forward almost yeah I don't think it's as black and white as lust or love yeah which is what you were kind of saying like yeah is there lust involved yeah but I Mm -hmm. think I don't think it's blatant love. I think it's falling in love. Like mm-hmm. it's your fault. Like during the honeymoon phases, when you're falling for each other, because you can't just love. I mean, like, yes, love at first sight is for somebody. Thing. It's I not think a thing. You can like immediate attraction is definitely mm-hmm. a thing or like, I think like, like love at first sight when it's like a child, like, like if my sister has a kid, that's going to be love at okay. first sight. Like, okay. I, like, but when you meet somebody and you're like falling in love with them, like that's a fun process. Like don't mm-hmm. skip out over that, you know? And yeah. like, that's what I think the honeymoon phase is, is that like that when people are like, oh, I'm falling in love. You're, you're falling. Like, yeah, that's, mm-hmm. that's that feeling. And that's why it feels wild because it's, the metaphor is literally that you're like jumping out of a plane without a parachute mm-hmm. falling for this person. And that's yeah. like oftentimes a pretty good metaphor for how you're feeling. Yeah. So we kind of talked a little bit about how, you know, you're out of the honeymoon phase. Is there anything else you look at and think like, okay, I'm out of the honeymoon phase because obviously for me, I'm, I mean, they're like all in or I'm just kind of out. And so this is the first time where it's like, I don't know if I'm out of the honeymoon phase because I still feel so in and I hope I don't fall yeah. out, but it's like, that's a me issue, obviously it's something I have to work. Well, with. I'll, I'll like preface this, that all of my relationships besides the one that I'm in right now, they really all lasted around a year and some mm-hmm. change. And that's mm-hmm. because like, after that first year, there wasn't enough good 
that needed to continue for one or the other person Mm -hmm. for that relationship to like be successful. There was some sort of conflict that led one or the other party, whether it was me or the other person to be like, I'm not really sure another year of this is like the best idea. Mm -hmm. And I feel like maybe in that conflict that came up, we went like, you know, the other route. And so like with my girlfriend and I, I don't feel like I just like woke up one day and was like, oh, our honeymoon phase is over. Mm-hmm. But when I look, I, and I like did recently kind of like think about the scope of our relationship and how like we did, I don't know if you consider like four to six month U-hauling, but like we did like around a five month U-haul, I'd mm-hmm. say. And when we lived with our roommate, like we were totally in a honeymoon phase of things. Mm -hmm. And when we got our own place, just the two of us, it felt like the right time for us because of like where, how long we've been together, how long we've been with our roommate. And it was kind of like, yeah, this feels like the like next step. And when we got our own place, we got into this like really cool rhythm of like, I got these chores, you got this. And then like, you know, she'll take the trash out and I'm there putting the bag in. And -hmm. then I cook dinner. And before I can even go to the dishes, she's already done them. And it's this like cool ebb flow, give and take that we didn't have when we lived with our roommate and like nothing against my roommate, but it's like us being in our own space really allowed our relationship to get to a more mature place. Mm -hmm. And now that we can like, like I anticipate the other person's action. And like, I know, oh, you should do this because it's going to make you feel better. And there's Mm -hmm. so much more of knowing that person. And so I almost feel like when I looked back, it was like this feeling of, I know you so much better and I'm so much more comfortable and it doesn't feel as like, I have to get every moment with you or I'm going to like regret it later. Like now mm-hmm. it feels like you're not going anywhere. And I still want to spend yeah. all the time in the world with you, but I'm not going to feel guilty if like our life just like looks a little different. And I feel like I'm not doing the best job of like explaining it. No, as, like, I think you are boring. It's no, I think boring. it's, it's, it's not beautiful. Boring. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. No, and, and, and we was, have we still do like so much fun like stuff. We go out to eat. We have like things. We're trying new classes. Like there's no lack of adventure in our relationship, mm-hmm. but there's also no guessing and no instability and no anxiety. And that's mm-hmm. what's like the the it's just like we just get to enjoy each other. And that's yeah. the, the great part. Yeah. That's what comes after or breaking up. But if you're lucky, <laughs> hopefully it's sweet, sweet stability. No, I don't ever want to break up. I'll go on record saying that. <laughs> yeah, no, no. I, I don't mean you. I just mean like in general. Like for other people, if what comes after the honeymoon phase is breaking up or like being in a sweet, stable, loving partnership, right. hopefully, hopefully, you know. It, it and those are way, two but... good routes to go down. You either yeah. shouldn't be with that person or mm-hmm. you get to just like be the happiest. Yeah. So like yeah. it's all gonna, it all like shakes out the way it should. And mm-hmm. it's okay to like, move on to like to, it's like a graduation from the honeymoon phase into like your real adult relationship <laughs> yeah yeah I don't even have anything else to add so I guess we can wrap it up <laughs> so if you enjoyed listening to us we would love it if you went on Spotify uh, Apple Podcasts, anywhere you listen to podcasts give us a rate review subscribe that would help us a lot to be found by other listeners we have a Patreon if you want some bonus content from us that's patreon.com backslash sapphic survival guide we're on Instagram at sapphic survival guide as well as TikTok and then we're on 
X, formerly known as Twitter, at Sapphic Survival. And if you want to give us a phone call, sometimes we answer people's questions that they leave over voicemail. Uh, that phone number is 724-209-8877. And you can find me, Cheyenne, at Hot Mespian on pretty much any social media platform. And you can find me anywhere online at The Lee Regina, including my website, theleeregina.com. And um, hello, season three is in production. So give us some months and uh, we'll get, you know, more jerseys for recaps out for you. So with that, class is now dismissed. (laughs) 